Hello and welcome to the TNS Wrestling Show. I am Mr. Attitude. I am Mr. Sam Watts. On this particular occasion, I will be Mr. Sam Michaels. And in front of me is my co-host of the TNS Wrestling Show, the apex predator of the new generation, the Royal Rumble expert, the king of the ring expert, the commissioner of the TNS Wrestling Show, is Terry Bloody Johnson. That's it. There we go, boyo. There we go. Boyo. So, does your does your wife know about the Sam Michaels yet? Does she actually know about this? Oh, boy. So... She must have heard you. She heard, she's, she's probably heard heard us right now. But every time I bring it up... I guess don't she, want to talk about it. Not talking about it right now. <laughs> nah. I bet you if I brought her in right now and say, just sit down a minute, just sit down. Can we just talk about our, our surname? Our surname. I would. I really want to change it. You should. I even asked the kids. They said no. No. Mm. They're not up for it either. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, no. I can guarantee you, within the next couple of weeks, I think it's just going to be Sam Watts. Oh dear. Just imagine that Sam Michaels. There's a bit more of a ring to it, isn't it? There's hell of a ring to it. It just sounds a lot better. Yeah. I, I would have changed my surname years ago, but I know how proud my dad is of the surname. Yeah. And I know my granddad would be turning in his grave if he found out I changed my surname. You know, old-fashioned traditions, they but do... That's because he hasn't seen Shawn Michaels undertake a WrestleMania 25. And now, if they seen that, they would get it. They might do. They'd be like, oh, right, yeah, fair enough. I did. I tell you another quick story. I wanted to change my surname when I was a teenager to Sam Austin. Sam Austin. That's got a good ring Stone to it. Stone Cold Sam Austin. Maybe along the lines, not an intentional line, but something along that line. Yeah. Uh, you know. We change the first name to Bill. He'd be Bill Watts. Now here's another funny story. Bill Watts, the wrestling. Promoter yeah. in the States, Jim Ross's best mate. Yeah. His family originated from the UK. Well, he's not a relation, is he? Well, my cousin Dean, he, him and I have had a conversation about this a long time ago. And we're convinced from what we looked at through our family tree and what we have found out about Bill Watts, there is a little link there, but it's, 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 so, it's such a grey area, you would never be able to prove it. <sighs> But that would have been my ticket. Yeah, that, that would have done the job. That would have done the job. <clears throat> you could be Impact World Champion right now. Impact? Yeah, but that one's easy to win, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. I would have been maybe... You wouldn't have to train on either to get that belt. About a week? <laughs> no. An hour? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, say that's all Goldberg had. So... <laughs> <laughs> he done right. right for himself. <laughs> yeah, he did, okay. Um, yeah, no, that would have been my ticket. Yeah, it would I, have. I, I met... Remember the British uh, wrestler Mick McManus? Yeah. I met him. That was an interesting uh, interesting little meet, I must say. Yeah. Um, I think I've met him as well, funny enough. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I met him, I was, it was about 2003, maybe mm. 2002, actually. Yeah, I was only about 12 or 13. Where to? Taunton. Taunton. That's around the same timeline, I believe. I thought I met him around 2002 in Weymouth, Pavilions. So right. he was on the same show 
I don't think he was wrestling. No. No, I he was no, he wouldn't have been wrestling. But I think he was there and the earthquake was wrestling. Okay. I, I met Earthquake that night as well. Yeah. Oh wow. Of course he's passed on. Yeah. Mick McManus has also passed on. First thing I did when I saw Earthquake was show him his Hasbro figure. Oh really? He's like, God, I look slim there. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Oh, bloody nice hell. bloke, nice bloke. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah. So how have we got to Mick McManus to? Oh, well, whatever. I don't know. I, I don't know. Basically, the bottom line is, I would have. I want to change my surname. <laughs> yeah. It's better than Watts. I want to change mine to like Fanaki. Fanaki. Mm. Or Ali Singh. <laughs> Gilberg yeah, Ali Terry Ali Singh yeah that, that's got a ring to it that has, that has <laughs> got a ring to yeah, it yeah I like Chinese food as well yeah me I too I thought you were Chinese was he no no it wait Tiger Ali Singh was Canadian funny oh, enough was he oh bloody hell bit like Jinder Mahal then bit like Jinder Mahal oh you get confused um yeah <laughs> Terry Ali Singh has yeah it does have that ring to it yeah that's good I might have to have that chat when I get home do you like Indian food? Um, I don't mind it. Well, that's a, you know. Ali Singh. Terry Ali Singh. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. So what would, um, you know that, that other guy? Oh, your friend. Um, well, no, he's not just my friend. He's your friend. He's a friend of mine. Huh? <laughs> he's no friend of <laughs> no mine. friend of mine. Um... <sighs> hey, he's a friend of mine. Can't remember his freaking name. But what? Ah, right, it's coming to me. Your Chinese friend, you're on about. Yeah, he. Well, it is with the Chinese people in that hidden garden. In the hidden garden. It's like a scene from Lord of the Rings. Very <laughs> <laughs> <Made> precious. <laughs> yeah, him. Um, what can we call him? Um, well, seeing that he adores Matt Riddle, he's got to be someone along them lines. He's the only Matt Riddle fan I've ever met. Me too. I've heard more people in conversations say, "Do you know what?" Bloody Alga Montoya was a be- was a- was an all right wrestler. Right. I've, I've heard that said more than Matt Riddle's my guy. <laughs> I've never heard this. You wanna you wanna see this list I'm about to give you later oh, on? God, oh no. But oh, what uh, what's his name? Yeah, the Matt Riddle lover works in the Chinese garden. Yeah, it's a happy place apparently. <laughs> yeah, as a happy garden. It is a happy garden. It is a happy garden. Chinese food, it's all coming together. His name's Josh. <laughs> Josh, uh, uh, not Josh Riddle. Not Josh Cudlip, can't be that. No, it can't be that anymore. Not anymore? No, we change it. Um, I don't know what we can change it to. I'll tell you what, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a roll off the tongue name, but it's going to work. And I know he's going to love it. Josh Hardy. Josh Hardy. He, yeah, he probably would like that. He would like that. Yeah. And it sounds okay, actually. Yeah, I was having a dispute with Josh the other day about the Hardy Boys. <laughs> that was so good. I didn't know. <laughs> I was a bit confused. Um, and, yeah, I didn't really know what was going on, really. This was actually yesterday. Or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah, I tried to black this out my my memory, actually. <laughs> <laughs> God, he likes the Hardy Boys, doesn't he? He sure does, boy yo. Talking of which, didn't Jeff Hardy return last night? So, it's April the 13th today. 
2023. Yeah. This yeah. episode won't be released until some... Oh, no, we're not releasing this for another four months. Mm. Not did until it, August. Didn't Jeff Hardy return to AEW like four months and one day ago? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, he did return. I must have been dreaming it. <laughs> Say anyway. it's in April today. Whatsoever, it's August. It's August, of course. August but anyway, third. yes, Jeff Hardy returned. Looks in pretty good shape, to be fair. Yeah. Good on him for well, sorting himself out. Has he? I hope so. Thought he sorted himself out with that one last chance for him in TNA. Yeah. Give me one last chance or I'm over and out. That went well. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, yeah. So, um, should we get to it? Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, tonight, we are going to be discussing the 26th anniversary of SummerSlam 1997. SummerSlam 97. Here we go. Yes. So, we're going through the last year of the new generation still. Yeah. And uh, we've hit, um, we've landed on SummerSlam. Which is the last big pay-per-view of the Golden Era. Correct. No. The second last. No, no, it's the last big pay-per-view of the new generation. Sorry, I know what you meant. but Not the Golden Era. Yeah. Because the Survivor Series was portrayed as actual era. Correct. So, yeah, this is the last big pay-per-view of the Mm. new gen. Yeah. Um... So we've only, I for me, I've only just caught up and watched this in the last week. Yeah. And um, I haven't watched it in probably 20 years. It's a damn good pay-per-view, to be fair. Off the bat, though. Yeah. Because when I watched it, I haven't watched it for 20-odd years. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. Did you find it better as an adult or as a kid? Definitely as a kid. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I was really looking forward to getting to this event. Mm-hmm. And when I watched it, it was good. Yeah. But it wasn't good as good as I remember when I was a kid. No. So and I got a feeling when we actually get into the Attitude Era doing these pay-per-view reviews, I think we're going to have some shockers along the way. Definitely. But I think I said something quite vital the other day that I think is going to change our whole outlook on this. Yeah. Now, we're watching this as adults now. Yeah. But beforehand, we were watching this as children... Yeah. And the way things were at that time, in 97, 98, 99, 2000, and onwards, the world was a different place. Yeah. So the, the things that were happening in the, w, in the WWE, in, in the wrestling world, as opposed to now, you've almost got to try and put your head in that mindset of, right, you're back in 2000. Yeah. Remembering what's going on in the world and everything, where the storylines probably all make sense because they would they would would suit the time, yeah, as yeah. opposed to suiting what wouldn't suit now, yeah. But you look back and think, how the fuck did they get away with that, yeah, or whatever, you know, vice versa. But I'll take the good out of what I see, yeah, like, I like, get you. Ninety-seven. I'll take the good out of the Heart Foundation all this, but I think when I get to the attitude era, because I'm a bit like with it, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it that much personally. I I, I loved it as a kid. But being older now, and I've watched a lot of wrestling over there, I don't think I'm going to like it as much. However, I think when we get to the Royal Rumble, years off, 2000, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to love the year 2000. Me too. I felt, thought that was the best year of the Action Era. It had the better wrestlers. It's just good wrestling. See, it's strange, because I feel a little bit opposite. I, as you know, in 1996, 97, I watched WCW. Yeah. And I know I loved it, mm-hmm. but as as a teenager growing up, I was able to go back and watch some of the new generation pay per views, and still loving them. But yeah. I, it didn't draw me in because I knew I was 
the WCW guy. Yeah. But now coming back and away from it all these years later, like 20 plus years, and then I'm watching these events again. Yeah. I think I love that. It's like, it's like uh, any any new gen pay per view. I think I fell in love with them more now than I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I appreciate them more. And I don't find I find that you don't the good stuff about rewatching all this. You're in. I'm enjoying more of the Raws than the pay per views because mm. every pay per view WWE's ever made, I know who wins the matches and the results, but you never remember them Raws in between. Do you feel like you do now? Oh, I've watched a lot of Raws. Well, yeah, you have. But I know what I like about it is I can sit down, and watch all these Raws, and just find the hidden gems. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm a hidden gem like finder. Got yeah. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, for this for this SummerSlam '97, mm-hmm. going back on this, it's like the very first match we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, I loved watching it because I had a DVD. Uh, world's greatest steel cage matches. Yeah, that. Yeah, and I remember this match being on there, and I thought, "Damn, I love that match." And I've had to, I've had the chance to watch it again, and I've loved it even more now. Blue cage, classic blue cage. It is, as it comes to standard steel cage matches, one of my favourites. Yeah, me too. Loved it. I don't. Yeah, they, their rivalry was, but we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, right. You seem tired. Terry, I have had... <laughs> a week from hell? Yesterday was the day from hell. Yeah, it didn't what, sound too good. What should have been the most easiest day yeah. turned into a fucking disaster. You find that? It was it was horrific. Like, it was horrific. <laughs> I went to bed... Angry, I angry. I woke up angry. Yeah, and it it took me until this afternoon to finally feel that little bit better, only because my fucking big problem I had yesterday. You know, my uncle Mike and yeah. Lloyd, my cousin Lloyd, who I work for, they go out to try and rectify the problem I had, had that I had with this garage door malarkey. They go there, and then they spent three or four hours there trying to deal with the situation. Got it to work. But just as good as how I had it before, knowing full well Sam tried his absolute best. Yeah, got my appreciation. Acknowledge me. <laughs> yeah, I got it. So oh, that's good. But Jesus Christ, it was, it yeah. was, yeah, it was pretty bad. But this afternoon, knowing that they, them guys have to deal with the same shit I did, made me feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a weird way. Yeah, it's been a bit of a weird one. We've had some other shit going on with the fucking. We had a tiny little minor car accident last year. And people are trying to sue us, and is that shit still going on? It's, it's only it's shit still going on. We've only just heard a little bit more about it yesterday, shit. and we've been on the phone to listeners. You know, it's just that kind of shit oh, plays on your mind. Dear. It's like fuck my life. So, is that why I drink, full mate? Yeah, well, this is this I is why the butterfly armchair and just drink my whiskey and watch the wrestling. This is why I like to do this podcast and have a constant distraction and just not worry about it. But yeah. to be honest, everything's all dealt with now. The car thing's all sorted out. Yeah, you know. We um, life can be tricky sometimes, yeah, yeah. and I think leading 100%. up into the week, when you're coming at, to the end of the week, when you're doing this, I feel so good knowing we're about to do this. Yeah, it makes me feel brilliant. Highlight of the week, definitely. And I'm kid free. Yeah, it's the only time I get kid free unless I'm working. Mm. But oh uh, yeah, you're, you're, I know your kids are 
A little bit more difficult. Oh, yes. Yeah. One of them's like super crazy. There's a triple moonsault on my head. <laughs> That's just trying to get in the bed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right then, boy Righty-o. Let's do this. The 1997 SummerSlam was the 10th annual SummerSlam professional wrestling pay-per-view event produced by the World Wrestling Federation. It took place on August the 3rd, 1997 at the Continental Airlines Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Seven matches were contested at this event. And this event was the second to be held in New Jersey with the first previous event in 1989, the year I was born. Blimey. Shit the bed. You don't really like New Jersey much. Well, it's funny because during the event they had the mayor of this town or, yeah. or Jersey come in and she's like, they pres- Gorilla Monsoon presents her with a WWF Championship belt. Yeah. I'm thinking, what the... F- yeah, what, what the hell is this? What is this? Why, yeah, you know. And yeah, she, she basically yeah got the appreciation of Championship belt for being able to bring the WWF back into East Rutherford, New Jersey and something to do with tax or some bollocks. <laughs> That'd be like the first thing I would do. If I was if I was a mayor of a county, I'd be like, yeah, I think WWF should come in. Yeah, <laughs> not just <laughs> not just once a year, but every month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can just run here. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> right. So the attendance now this is an impressive attendance in 1997. people attended this event. Wow, not bad at all. Probably the got to be the. The biggest summer slam of the new gen. Yeah, hundred percent attendance. Hundred percent. But still not the biggest of that year. That no Royal rumble. No, no, no. Okay, so any dark matches? No dark matches. No, no Sunday night heat because no. there wasn't one back then. It's a shame. Oh shit! <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Now, <laughs> normally <laughs> we'd have a great bottle of prime or something, wouldn't we? Yeah, no prime. But we are prime less today, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, none, none in the garage. No, prime is hard to find. I love prime. Mm. I love a prime. But tonight, Terry is on his classic monster, and I'm on the CM Punk spunk. You're on the CM Punk spunk. So I will do do the honors myself. Oh, ow! Oh, I don't have any fingernails. Uh, oh, you're now hanging off the edge. Yeah, yeah I don't. Oh my god! <laughs> What's going on here? No. <laughs> ah, there, oh, there we go. I cut my fingernails quite often, so I don't like. Oi! Some skill there. Yeah, don't like, don't like dirty tinker nails, you know. <laughs> Your fingernail fell off. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yes. Ah, oh, bit of caffeine. Right. You can't beat it. You can't beat. I love a caffeine boost, but I don't. Don't drink coffee anymore. Drink tea once in a while, but yeah. Anyway, right. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's get down to business. The first match is a steel cage match, not just not the fucking galvanized mesh steel cage, but yeah. a proper classic blue iron steel cage match, yeah. which needs to make a return. Really does. Mankind versus Triple H. Yeah. Sixteen minutes and twenty six seconds. Well. This was a pretty brutal match, and my God, Mick Foley just sacrifices everything just to entertain us. Yeah. He j- just, literally from start to finish, this match was brilliant. 
the top rope uh, at the, the you know jumping off the top of the cage, China interfering, the slamming of the door on Mick Fury's head, um, Triple H fucking ruining his nutsack and falling awkward off the ropes when he. Oh, just, <laughs> yeah. This match is a classic. Yeah. One for the history books. I I this this might annoy a few people again. I am not a Mankind fan. I know you're not a Mick Foley fan. I don't fan. really like Mick Foley much. Um, but Mick Foley, it, for me, his favourite rival, my favourite rival is his, is Triple H. I just love them two together. This whole, most of this year was my, my, Mick Foley and Triple H. Yeah. Perfect. Loved the, it. And then when he, and then when he started briefly feuding in like 99, that was quite cool. Then the early 2000s, wow. Just wow, wasn't it? That was like them on like, I don't know, on Monster Juice. To be honest, Mick Foley's best matches are all with Triple H I love and Shawn Michaels. I, I, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a shame he never had more matches with Michaels or Bret Hart. Oh yeah, or Bret Hart. That would have been really, really good. Um, but yeah, I love. I, I just, Mankind Triple H just awesome, just brilliant. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go into every minor detail of the entire match. You guys who are probably listening, you know the history of what happened that night. Um, if not, look it up. Get on the network. Watch the damn match. Yeah, come on. Get on it. But this match is <laughs> this match is a freaking classic. This match is just worth the nine ninety nine. If you're gonna pay for network for nine ninety nine for the whole month, and you really watch this one match, as a wrestling fan, it's worth a tenner to watch. And, and just just for this one match. Yeah, <laughs> everything else. Apart I, I, from I, it's bonus. funny that I think I know a guy that just he's a tight bastard. I think it's because he's lives in a happy place, an happy garden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he won't even watch it for free. Uh, just I know I gave him the <laughs> <laughs> right then. What are we going to rate this match? Oh, yeah, great rivalry, great story. Um, loved the bit at the end when Mick Fernie ripped his top. Yeah, with Jimmy Fly, and yeah, this, the whole match just. Told the story, loved it. Um, like I said, it's probably my favorite ever still cage match. Just simple, good. Um, uh, I don't know what I'd rate this one though. It'd be high, very high. Um, I'm tired. What did you think about the dude love thing at the end? Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he was doing all his leading up to this. He was doing all his JR chats about his character, Dude Love. And... Wasn't he already a tag team champion with Steve Austin as Dude Love at this point? Yeah, yeah, he would have been. He was. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, yeah, he would have been. Which is strange now when he's going. Yeah, I just oh. because yeah, because I haven't watched any Raw's passes and I've seen him and Austin. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll probably give this. I'm probably a don't know. Maybe a white inter or what's the next one up? Next one up from a white inter. Yeah, what are we going for? The undisputed, undisputed championship. Yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll give it up. I'll give it an undisputed. You're gonna go for an undisputed, okay? Because it's my favorite cage match. Yeah, yeah. And 
all the roars leading up to it and the, the Jim Ross segments with Mick Foley, the dude love jumping off the garage and ripping his top. I, you and I are big fans of how the how the match is booked. Yeah. Backstory is most important. Yeah. And there's one here. And they told a backstory from this from when Mick Foley was a teenager jumping mm-hmm. off his garage roof. That's the idea. And not only that, they told that story, but they told a story of how he fell in love with wrestling seeing Jimmy Snooker doing it and and then he does his superfly, and then chuck in their actual build to this match, alone with this, which mm-hmm. is great. Just, yeah, and it's blue steel cage, and it's the opener for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say uh, yeah. I I give it an undisputed. Undisputed. Yeah. Ooh, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> I'm gonna give it a white inter. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> because it's right up there. Mm-hmm. Is it world title kind of level? It could be, can't be, could be, can't be. That's kind of where I was at. That's why I'm going to go with White Inter. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. get, I get why. Yeah. But it's definitely one of my favourite matches ever. The only reason I edged it that little bit higher is purely because of the Blue Steel Cage. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. Right then. Match two. Gold Dust versus Brian Pillman. Uh, hmm. Yes, since Pillman lost, he... Okay, so the stipulation was if Brian Pillman was to lose this match, he would have to wear a dress on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Seven minutes and 17 seconds. Goldust defeats Brian Pillman. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is where the pay-per-view starts to fall back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? An okay match. Uh, t- to be fair for Brian Pillman, I think... I just don't think he was being booked very well around this point well this is Brian Pillman's first kind of like main feud in WWE his proper like wrestling feud and it's a good place to start it with is with with Goldust because people know the history between Brian Pillman and Terry Reynolds how they used to be like lovers in real life yeah yeah Um, and to be honest this feud was meant to last quite a while oh yeah but they done this one then obviously later they did ground zero and then yeah Pillman passed away but I felt like if he had a good five four five month program on these two feuding with Terry and the daughter and could have been good but we never know no. I think it would have been good Brian Pillman and Goldus in, in their characters and Terry Reynolds, all three of them in their characters, they would have made this good. Mm. But yeah, so I'll give them a bit of leeway on this match because it is their first start, and and their other matches after this was a lot better, personally. Right, yeah. But the whole dress thing, don't really understand that one. See, I've watched the Monday Night Raw after this. Yeah. And Sergeant Slaughter is made is officially made the commissioner. Yeah of the WWF at this point and he's throwing his weight around like no you're fucking doing this you're doing that and he, he's wearing the dress who did he, who did he wrestle Sergeant Slaughter should be um, oh Bob Holly Bob Holly you done two rules yet or just the one I've started the second one I've got hit both up yeah two rules a week Hurry up, December first. Yeah. Right. Um 
this match. Yeah. What would you score it? Euro. Really? Okay. So it was, um, it was good. With everything in consideration. Um, only because of the whole history between Brian and what I said, Terry and all that. Yeah, the match was good. I, I can't... Because there's a bit of a backstory to it, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, real life backstory. No, <clears> no, if it's real life backstory, makes it that much better. So, okay then. I I'm gonna give this a euro as well. Yeah. But it's a very generous euro. Yeah, yeah. This is like a Spike Dudley euro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. That's probably where I'm at too with that. Okay. The Legion of Doom. Versus the Godwins. Nine yeah. minutes and 15 seconds. This is not far, not long before this is when the Godwins go hill, don't they? Yeah. Mm. So. Uh, I just, well, I didn't really care for the Godwins at all. No. I weren't really ever a fan of the Godwins, even when they were in their prime in like 96. I didn't care. What a boring it's, it's It's just a bunch of farmers. Yeah, I, I really have no interest in the Godwins. No, no, no. I, I never have. LOD I get. Like, great. One of the probably, in some people's minds, the greatest agony of all time. But Godwins, nah. So I don't really care. It's four big blokes, wasn't it? You know? Nah, not not for me. No. Um, there's no backstory to it either. No, no. Which is a bit weird. Mm. I'm just going to give this a hardcore. Yeah, so... I thought it sucked balls. Yeah. Okay, match number four. The British Bulldog versus Ken Shamrock. For the European Championship, had Bulldog lost the title, he would have had to have eaten a can of dog food. Right. Seven minutes and 26 seconds. These stipulations are a bit... They're a bit Who's at these? Vince Russo or something? <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's a little bit. We've got another one later on. I, I, I really don't understand these stipulations. So one has to wear a dress and the other one eats eat a can of dog food. This, like, is, this is their 10th SummerSlam It's like as Truth well. and Dare version. I used to play as a teenager. It's like rock, paper, scissors bollocks. Yeah. You, know? you lose. You're not only going to lose that lovely boat, you're going to have to eat that pedigree chump. And you're going to lose your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Dog breath. <laughs> um, okay, so the match itself, because this is the British Bulldog and Ken Shamrock. Yeah. This is some serious shit. Yeah. But, um, mm. <sighs> I know what you're going to say, and I felt the same. The disqualification was just like, what are you guys doing? My highlight of this match is, my, my biggest highlight of this match is when Bulldog put the dog food in Shamrock's face. And he snapped. He snapped, yeah. That's my best bit of the match. Yeah. To me, I just... I don't know, I just... Oh, I expected more. Okay. And I didn't feel like I got everything I could have got. The potential is there. But the... but the, the, the Still green Shamrock. He's still very green. 98 Shamrock versus the British Bulls from 97 would have been very good, but... Yeah. No, these these two, we you just think of these two well, you've only got yeah, the British Bulldog, one of the very best ever. Yeah. Ken Shamrock, I know he wasn't the most reliable guy, but 
he was very good. Yeah, and he when, picked, when he, he was good, he picked the business up quite quick. Yeah, and this would have been just f- absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, but I think the dog food bollocks kind of didn't go well with it at all. No. Yeah, it's just a shame. It was a big shame, actually. Yeah. Um, I know it was for the European Championship, but I can't give it a European title. No. I'm gonna have to give it hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been pretty cool if Shamrock won the belt. Thomas. Yeah, that would have been great. Maybe you lose it before one night only, because Mike was. Well, the issue was this: the British Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels was already being advertised this night. Oh right, well. And obviously on the following. Yeah, yeah. Under Night Raw. Yeah. Yeah, weird one. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Ken Sharrett one, maybe. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. And I would have liked to have seen a lot more matches between the two where it was a fantastic match, you know? Yeah. Stipulations ruin. Some ruined. stipulations do, don't they? Yeah. That's been another hot topic this year, stipulated matches. Yeah. You know. Okay, so... This next match is an eight-man tag team match. Los Bariquas oh, versus the Disciples of Apocalypse. Right. Should we just brush this over quite quick? Nine minutes and eight seconds wasted of my life. Yeah, it was mine. Okay. Oh, mate. I, I, this, the, the, all them groups ruined 97. Because we had the interference from Nation of Domination as well. Yeah. Because Crush obviously is now set up the DOA. Yeah. And Los Bariquas is now set up by Savio Vega. Two former members of so crap. Nation of Domination. It's just just a mess. I couldn't care for Los Bariquas. Didn't care for DOA. Nation was alright. Totally I didn't like it that when Ahmed Johnson was in it. I just didn't understand. Now it. I got a funny feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I Ahmed isn't in it for much longer after this. No. He's only in it for a few weeks. Yeah, he wasn't even in the group for that long, so I don't even understand the point of even putting him in it. Fucking, it's just ridiculous. They ruined Ahmed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not really talented anyway, but he was over. He was over massively, and wasn't he? The day they joined him with that, they ruined him. Yeah, they 100 And he did. never got back from that. Nope. Ruined his career. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, this match I could care. Who who even won this match? Los Bariquas. <sighs> Can't even remember how they won. I didn't I just couldn't watch it. It was just so bad. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's changed for me. What this is the only thing I hate about watching all these rules and all this now that we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Have a sit down and watch this feud. I can't, I, I'm gonna just be I'm gonna be brushing a lot of it over, but out of the Los Bariquas, Savio Vega, we know. Yeah. 100% talented. Yeah, it's obvious. Good. Yeah. DOA. So you got 8 Ball. Yeah. Who, 8 Ball and Skull, which is the Harris brothers. Which. Mon to, and Don Which Harris. is also, to me, Jacob and Eli Blue. Yeah, I remember. They were crap. <laughs> when they were younger. Yeah. And Ch- it's Curry. Yeah. So Chains, which is Brian Lee. Fake Undertaker. Yeah. And then Crush. Brian, Brian Adams. Crush was okay. See, now here's another thing. We're talking about Crush. He definitely stepped up having the DOA. Yeah. Better on the mic, quicker in the ring, 
probably yeah. better in the ring. Yeah. But by um, by Survivor Series, he walks out of the WWF because of the screw job thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then Brian Lee, well, Chains is basically just takes the reins of the DOA himself. Yeah. And then it all just kind of fizzles out in like mid ninety eight. Yeah, no one cared. No. The thing I didn't get with this what this this match is the whole year has been based around Savio, Crush, Farouk. Yeah. They had all the heat with each other. Why the hell didn't they just do a triple threat? I know they did it on another pay per view, but it's the second biggest pay per view of the year. Where did they do that that match for crushing Savio? I don't know if it's happened yet. I don't is know. It ground, if it's is it Ground Zero? Maybe could be Ground Zero. Or yeah. it's a bad blood. It'd be Ground Zero, I reckon. I think it is Ground Zero. Why didn't they just do that at SummerSlam mm. and then let Savio win or whatever? Yeah, yeah. If they'd done that on that event, I'd be like, okay, I get it. Yeah. The whole year they you know they've been the nation of domination, they've been good together as a trio. Yeah. They split up, bang. We'll do a triple threat and get all of these blokes and all that as lumberjacks. Make it crazy. Yeah, make it a mess. But make it that. What the hell is that? Eight man tags, they belong to Survivor Series. Don't put them in SummerSlam. <sighs> right. Um like yeah, light heavyweight man. Yeah, light heavyweight. Careless. So really, <coughs> one match really. Oh, I really care. The last about four them. matches haven't been great. No, they've been great. Yeah, but when I was a kid, I remember really enjoying them. But I tell you what, I never ever enjoyed the Eight Man, even when I was ten. <laughs> I hated it then. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it when I was like, you know, twelve or thirteen when I watched it. Not a very good SummerSlam at the moment. Don't worry, it gets better. So. The very famous Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Owen Hart match. Yeah. For the Intercontinental Championship. 16 minutes and 16 seconds. With a stipulation as well, wasn't it? The kiss's ass. Something like that. Yeah. Now, we know that Owen dumped Steve Austin on his head and then he fucking paralysed him. Yeah. You could see he felt terrible about this. He felt really, really bad. Yeah. Just see it in his eyes, his facial expression, his movement. He felt shit. What you just done? Now you you you're on about that that dump with Owen. Did you see Bret Hart on Stone Cold's on the network on the on this Broken Skull Sessions? They talked about it. They did. As Stone Cold was like bigging Owen up, saying the way he played to the crowd as soon as he'd done it, and it gave me enough time to try and figure out what's going on mm-hmm. like credit to Owen like he had to think off the fly what a situation to be put in uh, you done that you... Owen done it yeah and oh, yeah I can't believe a, a heart wrestler from the heart foundation would injure someone like that it's unheard of he's never injured anyone else since before no. he died same as Brett both Brett of them and... brothers were fucking they were good on. yeah yeah so yeah I don't know what happened it's, it's very, very sad. <clears throat> I think we would have got a lot more out of Steve Austin for many more years. But it is what it is. I heard that they thought that Stone Cold thought he was going for a tombstone. That's right. He Yeah. And Owen meant tombstone power driver as in. So, I don't know if that may... I don't know. But something went drastically wrong there. Yeah, yeah. But 
up until that point, the entire match is fantastic. It was good. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They were both so quick, both just working perfectly well together. Such a such a shame. Yeah, it's such a shame, but what a fucking match. Mm. But the ending from that dump on the head to the it, it t- terrible roll up. Killed the match. Yeah. Unfortunately. But I'm gonna rate the match on how good it was up until that point. Yeah. And I'm gonna rate it that exact Intercontinental Championship. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'll probably go for the one down the overall overall the overall that's the one down isn't it yeah 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 I'll probably go for um, yeah around that mark yeah yeah it's an inter but it just could have been a world title match uh, ranking mm-hmm. if we didn't get that if we didn't get that tombstone, yeah, it would have been a lot higher. Mm. It was a massive, massive shame. But then we get another decent match like that and basically ruin Austin. But then some people might say it made Austin's career. So it, made, it changes wrestling up. Yeah. To a brawler. It definitely, yeah. It definitely did, yeah. But I, I know Austin was never the same after this. Well, no, we only got another... St- because I'll be honest with you, like as much as everyone loves Austin and all that, I, I did too. But his 98 run was just a bit... I didn't like his wrestling. I, I know like, what you're I, saying. I liked his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Loved everything about... Everything he did in 98. But I found him a bit sluggish, a bit boring. I know, obviously, because of his neck, he had to change it. But I liked Austin from WrestleMania 13 when he's like, fuck it, let's do it. You know that Austin mm-hmm. Bass, like not today. He, he was never the same. No, 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 no. The problems just travelled from his neck down. His legs were screwed. His knees were screwed. I suppose he lasted then many more years after that. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, shame to that match. Very big shame. We li- you think of how much wrestling Austin had done. From this point until he retired at WrestleMania 19, mm. the year 2000, well, from from Survivor Series 99 all the way to the end of the summer of 2000, yeah. no wrestling. No. And then, you know, half of 2002, nothing. No. And then a smidge in 2003. So really, we've only just got a few years left of Steve Austin out of this a good, match. To me, the best year after 97 for Stone Cold wrestling ability was is always going to be 2001 for me yeah me too his, his feud with Angle um, him, and, him and Rock obviously and that triple threat I don't like triple threats <laughs> I know that triple threat the King of the Ring oh, very good so that was him Jericho and Benoit Benoit yeah fantastic and I think that yeah. really elevated Jericho and Benoit yeah it did because they were like in a level at this Booker T's debut as well yeah it was yeah 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 but I loved Hill Alliance Austin. Mm. Don't know why. I just I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand one's one of my, one of my favourite years. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I know the invasion angle was a bit yeah. what the fuck. Yeah. Could have been better, but it was a good year. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Austin somehow miraculously <laughs> wins the championship. <laughs> with, in this with, match. with the rubbish the crappiest roll up ever, in his own words. He is only a one-time Intercontinental Champion, I believe, isn't he? 
think he's two. Is he? I think he re-won it back at Survivor Series of that year. And then just gave it to The Rock. He gave it to The Rock? Yeah, because he didn't want it anymore. So he wanted to go for the world title. And that kind of really pissed me off. Fucking hell, really? It, it pissed me right off. Where is his... Um... Can you get... Just so I don't know... Can you get the IC title in uh, history? Because I'm certain he, he just gave that title to The Rock and he ended up chucking it in the water. I might be wrong. I'm just really intrigued. Let's have a look. Sorry, TNS. Um, There's stuff I should do in my personal time. Intercontinental Championship history. Okay. Oh, my God. Right. 1979. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. Well. No, that was quick. Steve Austin. So we're here. There we go. So he's the 46th. So, yeah, that's his second run. So The Rock... Stone Cold Stone handed Cold. the championship belt to The Rock. Yeah, he just gave him the inter here. It's bullshit. Yeah, Absolutely. Cool. And the night before, they fought at Degeneration X in your house. Right. A classic match. Manoston drove his truck to the ring. So Owen Hart really annoyed won. Me. So Steve Austin won the championship at SummerSlam. Then it was vacated on September the 8th because of the neck injury of Steve Austin. Yeah. And the Owen Hart won the championship at In Your House 18, Bad Blood. Yeah. Defeated Farouk in a tournament final for the vacant championship. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin wins at Survivor Series. And Aust- then... I believe that Austin cost Farouk that match as well. Okay. Because he wanted Owen. So, and then The Rock is champion from December of 1997 all the way up until August of 1998 yeah. at SummerSlam in the ladder match. Yeah, yeah. Where, because in 98 he just went on for a feud with Shamrock. Good, good, good feud. Yeah. I love the Intercontinental title history. Until we got the 99, then he pissed all over it again by just hot potato in it. It is hot potato, hot potato. Look, Jeff, I didn't like it. I did not like that. Yeah. Ruined that. It wasn't too bad in the year 2000, actually. I do like a bit of a run, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm not saying a free year for a run, but I like a good six, seven month run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, do you know what? That that Honestly, to this day, that that's always pissed me off. Mm. That Austin literally... I remember Austin's like, yeah, you have this belt. Basically, he's like, you have this belt. I know under the main belt I want is the world title, not this... Yeah, yeah. And to me, I I personally think the inner's better. If I could win one, if I signed with WWE, it could only win one bout, I'd only want the inner. Me too. Yeah. I don't care about the world title. When I was a kid, my the Intercontinental Oval Championship was my favourite bout of all time. I preferred that more than I did the big goal. Yeah, because the inner, when you think of the history, they they have there's better inter matches than world title matches. Mm-hmm. There always will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just to give it to Rock because he he didn't want that bout, he wanted the the other one because it was better it just really annoyed me yeah I know what you're saying um, right I've lost I've lost SummerSlam <laughs> SummerSlam 97 right okay moving on the final match is for the World Wrestling Federation Championship yeah Bret Hart versus the champion The Undertaker and the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels is the special guest referee so this is their rematch from Royal Rumble 96. So, <laughs> if Brett was to lose this match, he would not be able to wrestle in the United States ever <laughs> again. Yeah. Uh, right. 
28 minutes and 9 seconds. <clears throat> I thought this match was brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah, this match is really good. Um, and it's, again, another situation for me. This is my favourite dead man Undertaker's match. You know, like the spooky black. Yeah, yeah. It's my favourite Undertaker match. Without a doubt. With him and Brett, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I was liking as well how Sean and Brett, their personal rivalry, was getting involved in this match. Yeah. You know, and it was. They were they were throwing some jabs at each you other. You could just see it as much. Some verbal jabs. Mm-hmm. It was there, wasn't it? Yeah. I, lo- I just thought this was a... Considering the length of the match as well, it, yeah, it was a it was a good ending as well. Yeah. Very controversial ending. Well, this is Sean's heel turn, wasn't it? Yeah. Can you can you remember their '96 match, the mask Taker versus Brett? Uh, I have watched it. Yeah. So he lost his mask in during the match. He never wore it on after that that match. But yeah, that was a really good match as well. Mm-hmm. This is good. I think Brett works well with the bigger guys. Look, I mean, look at this match with the Undertaker. Really, really good. Even Yokozuna. WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Wasn't bad. And WrestleMania 10 as well. Yeah, yeah. One of my favourite matches. Bret Hart and Diesel. Big Daddy. Survivor Series 1998. They always had good matches. It goes to show Bret Hart's the man. Yeah. He's the fucking man. He can work with anybody. Sure, Michaels couldn't even get a decent match out of Nash. And that was his best mate. The only person that he could get a good match out of who was a big guy, The Undertaker. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah. WrestleMania 28 and 29. But Shawn couldn't get a good match out of Vader. Sorry, 25 and 26. He couldn't get a good match out of um, Yokozuna. None of, none of the big guys he couldn't get a good match out of. Mm. But then I'm not being funny. Like, Yeah, him and Undertaker just clicked. I don't know why. Shawn and Undertaker clicked. But Brett, it... Always has good matches. He have a good match with anyone. Put him against Henry Godwin for the main event at SummerSlam. It'd be a fucking awesome match. And this is why Brett is one of the very best ever. Yeah, Brett. Brett. <clears throat> Brett Hart is better than Michaels, and that pains me to say that. But going back and watching it, he is. And going back on our top ten wrestlers of all time, Shawn Michaels came up as number one. Yeah, and Shawn Michaels that was hard one to do. Shawn Michaels will always, always be number one in my mind. But I'm at that age now, I can admit that Brett's better than Shawn. I have to agree with you. Yeah, he yeah. is. He, overall, Shawn's got that personality, which I loved. Brett's a bit dull, do you know? But when that bell rings, like, Brett's, Brett's, Brett's better. Shawn's very good, but Brett's a bit better. It's like a lot of people like to compare... Uh, Ric Flair to others you know being one of the best of all time yeah it's not better than Brett though no Brett Brett is better but then you know if you're looking at the whole package yeah yeah the whole package overall Sean is better than Brett yeah if you're looking at who's a better wrestler in the ring Brett wins hands down mm-hmm. Ric Flair and Brett are the whole package Ric Flair is better than Brett he is. He's got the gimmick. He's got the, the, the robes. He's got the all. But when that bell rings, that's what counts. And Brett will outdo Ric Flair any night. He will. He will. 
And I think people lose the fact from wrestling sometimes. They're more into like, you've got to have it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it to a degree, but one of the most best matches of all time is Ricky Steamboat versus Savage WrestleMania 3. Even to this day. And that match is like 35, 36 year old. Ricky Steamboat couldn't cut a promo to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I think he's, he stole that show that night more than Hogan and Andre. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There was an interview I saw on YouTube of a guy who was in a, a husband and wife who were in attendance at their second wedding, wedding anniversary going to WrestleMania 3. Oh, wow. And they saw Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage with the IC title. They went home after that. They didn't want to see anything else. <laughs> they were so satisfied with how good that match was. They didn't want to ruin the rest of their evening. <laughs> they went out for some Chinese food. Oh, well, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, which I thought... Didn't well, go to Storbridge, did they? They didn't go to Storbridge Happy Garden, though. <laughs> but these these people are in their 70s now. Wow. Still together. I wow. thought that is just incredible. Could not, it... not Sorry, not just incredible. But... The... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. But that is... They couldn't um, be bothered to stay for the Andre match. No, no. I can see why. Sucked. Yeah, do you know? I first time I ever watched that match in my life was about two years ago. I've never seen it before. I, I thought I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I've watched it many, many years ago, and I just thought, uh, "What the hell's a big deal?" Yeah, I, I didn't get it. Mm. Anyway, so Sean, um, the, the the thing between Sean and Brett is still involved in the match. Uh, they're having a bit of a verbal dispute. Steel chair from Shawn Michaels. Aim to Brett because Brett gobbed in Sean's mouth. He sneezed accidentally. Oh, a sneeze. Okay. It was just a sneeze. <laughs> and, um. What a honker. Right between the eyes <laughs> to the Undertaker. And then Sean's reluctant. One, two, three. Bam. Done. Yeah. History's made. Five time champion. Yeah. And, uh. Hmm. There we go. The, 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 um, the hill turn of Sean started. Yeah. And it was all by accidental. Yeah. And it turned him into a heel. But I thoroughly enjoyed this match and it finished the pay-per-view off perfectly well. Yeah. Gave me It, it gave me that, oh, I want to know more. I want to see more. But you see why I've been itching at the bit for the last three months, can't you? <laughs> we, This is why we're starting the Monday Night Raws. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. So, what would you rate this final match? Um... It was match of the night, mm-hmm. in my mind. No, actually, no, it wasn't match of the night. I'd give it to Undisputed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, because of all the factors involved. Brett was Brett and Michaels, that argument, arguing. The the, the steel chair is just, just great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a heel turn for Michaels, which set him up for DX. So you put all these factors in and everything like involved. Yeah, it's it was yeah. I'd just give it I'd give it an undisputed. Um I'd say it was on par to the first match of the night. Okay. My favourite Undertaker, Dead Man. Phenom Taker match. The Phenom, the Undertaker. Yeah. That and the one at Bad Blood as well, that's my second favourite. Yeah, 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 that is obviously very good. We'll get to that soon. Yeah. Quite soon. Yeah, quite soon for us. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going to probably give this an inter, a white inter. Uh, I knew you would. Yeah. I, I had that feeling. Just, it, it's very, very good, 
not quite there, but it is very, very good. Yeah. I prefer the steel cage match over this. Yeah. Um, but there we go. I think for me, even the overall event, I'd probably give it an overwinter. Only because the, the, the first match and the last two matches were good. First match and the last two, yeah. Um, so it's... Uh, I reckon... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I'll probably have to be the I same. think the reason why I haven't gone for a Euro is because of how good the first this match is where I'm was. At. I would, I, ideally, I want to give this a Euro. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a Regal Euro. But I got two undisputed matches in here and a white in there. Yeah. So I can't really. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. There so we yeah. go. Let's... So we agree on a. Uh... What are we agreeing on? Overall. Overwinter. Inter. Overwinter. Mm-hmm. At Judeo Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go any lower or higher than that, to be fair. So, what what we got? We've got a couple minutes, yeah? we got we we got about... we got three minutes. So, we've got the light heavyweight. No, sorry. We've got the 24-7, which means this match is absolutely... We don't want to talk about it. We've got the light heavyweight, meaning the match is not that good. One star. We've got the Hardcore. Two star. Which means the match is okay. Mm. European is a three star, which means the match is good. Now, when we get to the four stars, we've got the Overwinter. So, Overwinter. The Classic Inter. Yep. And then the White Inter. White Inter. And when it comes to the world title, the five stars, what we start with? Undisputed. Undisputed. Yep. Uh, Big Eagle. The Big Eagle. Winged Eagle. Winged Eagle. Big. Oh, no, sorry. Undisputed. Yep. Big Eagle. Big Eagle. Big Gold. Big Gold. Winged Eagle is the top bollocks. Yeah. And then the ultimate top bollocks. It's five plus. Five plus is Smoke and Skull. So we got one title on the five plus, but in the when it's a five star match, we got the Undisputed and then the Big Eagle and then the Big Gold and then the Winged, Winged Eagle. Eagle. We've got four titles in our brackets. I reckon we should eliminate one to make it the same as the end of three titles. Should we get rid of Big Gold? Should we get rid of the Big Gold? Yeah, I reckon. Then we're but, sticking with just WWE. Yeah, belts. that's true. That was right. All right, so we do the Undisputed. That's the basic. Then the... Big Gold. A Big Eagle. Big Eagle. And then the Winged Eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works, yeah. Three for the end now, three for the world title, and then... Yeah. Smoker Skull is... That's like six stars. <laughs> Isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. They're quite rare, though. We've only given out... We've given out more than them three of them and one for the 24-7. Yeah, there we go. All right, cool. I got it. I got it. Okay. Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> I think it's time we end the show. Yeah. SummerSlam 1997, wrapped up and done. The next pay-per-view we're going to review. Ground Zero. In your house 17. In your house 17, Ground Zero. Shit. Well, on that, it's time to end the show. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thank you guys for listening to the TNS Wrestling Show. And thank you for being interested as well. And if you're you're listening, follow us on social media. Spread the freaking word. We need to get out there a little bit more. We just want we just want to get out there just yeah. that little bit more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you guys. This is Sam Watts and Terry Bloody Johnson. <coughs> Sorry, Sam Michaels. <laughs> signing off.